This is CliffCentral.com. This Power Woman feature is brought to you by the UK Department for International Trade. Hello everybody, my name is Lubin Boya Arnold and you're listening to this week's session of Power Woman right here at the UK Africa Business Forum where the UK is truly and authentically investing especially into the black female entrepreneurs of Africa and sitting with me is a beautiful goddess of note. We're going to talk about her origins because I think she is just bringing the best of every single ethnic group possible. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Uswadi Martin the founder and CEO of Yiswara Luxury Goods. Am I correct in the pronunciation? Well, yeah, Yiswara. Yiswara. What does that mean? Yiswara is a mix between my name, Swadi, which means uh, happiness in Arabic, and a mythological West African animal called the Chihuahua, which is the farming animal. It's supposed to have taught humankind agriculture and social values. And and basically, that it is, is so that. powerful. I didn't know that. <laughs> Absolutely, I want to actually, you know, Iswara is very much about Iswari. Uh, yeah, Iswara. Iswara. Very much about uh, agriculture, uh, farming, and so on. So much more. I would say that the behind the scene is not about the luxury, but very much about communities and farming and so on, agriculture and transformation. So what exactly is your product? What comes from Yiswara? A luxury tea, am I correct? Yeah. So th- this is the outcome. Really, Yiswara is a, is a contribution to the reversal of the Africa commodity trap. So a lot of our African commodities are exported out of Africa without being transformed and then reimported back into the continent. So with Yiswara, what I wanted to do is take an agricultural African commodity and transform it locally into a high value product. Beautiful. And distributed globally. So Iswara is a tea and tea time company. I love that. I think I'm going to name my daughter Iswara. <laughs> I mean, you would actually, yeah. funny enough, yeah. a few years after um, founding Iswara, my mom sends me a message yeah. and say, did you know that Iswara actually means God in uh, Sanskrit? And so it is. Um, it is the divine. It is the complete. And I was like, wow. <laughs> No, there's something the, very special China, about that. The collective consciousness, you know, plays tricks on us, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> we think we've created something. But and it then... actually creates us, you <laughs> know, so we've been created in the same process. Absolutely. You, I think you're sitting on something very, very, very powerful here. Well, in the days where I'm thinking, why am I doing this? You know, why am I keeping with this venture? I think, you know, these little things are good reminders that, okay, maybe there is something special about this thing, you know. A luxury, you know what, it's not synonymous with Africa when it comes to products and services so really you are really trying to bring a different dimension to uh, being african and what african africans can give back to the world which is luxury items so what's been the toughest part of this journey well i mean the 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 toughest part of the journey is that every day is tough Uh, The moments that are actually not tough are rare, but, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, I describe the entrepreneurial journey as a roller coaster. So the, you know, it's the highs are very high and the lows are very low and uh, the challenges are really frequent. So you need an enormous amount of resilience. Uh, I think generally entrepreneurs, we tend to be extremely optimistic. So most of the time when you interview an entrepreneur, we always, you know, kind of 
mostly happy. We have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we actually forget the hardships. Uh, and if we didn't, I think we wouldn't be entrepreneurs. Who is Swali Martin? Who is she? <laughs> well, definitely not my name, but I don't know. I mean, Swadi is just an evolving person and on a journey, you know, on a life journey. I mean, there's Where no Where did she boss. grow up? Uh, I, I lived in uh, 11 countries. Um, How many languages do you speak? Uh, I do speak French and English fluently. I, I understand German. I can speak it when I'm after a week or so of practicing. Mm. Uh, and I also understand a bit of Dutch and Afrikaans. A global citizen. <laughs> so you can honestly contribute to why we're here actually in Cape Town. Is that is basically just creating a global market and a global economy where um, countries are collaborative. And it's about empowerment, it's about ending poverty, and it's about employment, and it's really about access to market. How do you feel about why we're here today? Well, I think, you know, for, for me, what I still find challenging, mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's still a lot of work to do, uh, I feel in the global uh, narrative and in the shaping of whatever is happening at the global stage, I still feel that Africa hasn't had uh, a fair chance to contribute. Africa's contribution is still limited, it's still orchestrated, and it's still in a way dictated. And, you know, I think for me, it's two things. It's one, our contribution, but also uh, an aspect of gratitude and recognition for our, our contributions. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, people talk a lot about cultural appropriation. It's not something that I would say, you know, it's a very complex topic because, mm. you know, who owns what? But yeah. I think generally... Who, who can say what is, what, what is theirs? Absolutely. Yeah, I that think, conversation. I think, I, think it's, I think it's a shared, you know, culture in mm. a way. Actually, if we dig deep, you know, it's it's shared. Mm. Things, similar things are born in different parts of the world. Absolutely. But generally, you know, there I feel there is still a lack of gratitude for, for what, what Africa has to contribute and also a lack of allowing us to share our narrative in the way that we experience it. One of the media guys asked um, the Prime Minister this morning, have you not come too late? Why is it taking you so long to develop these collaborative efforts between you know, the countries? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, to be very honest, you know, I, I don't have, um, how would I say, you know, I'm not a believer in politics. Yeah. You know, I don't believe in politics. I think, you know, we've, we've, we've run the world with politics for a long time. Uh, generally, it's failed us. You know, our societies are just crumbling. People don't recognize uh, these societies. You know, we're, we're basically living more and more in a world that we're feeling alien to. Mm. And that manifests in, you know, rates of suicide, depression, mm. people feeling lost, etc. Mm. So, you know, generally the system that uh, we live in, we're basically trying to find solutions within the system for me, the system altogether needs to crumble. I think we need to break the system. And I think we really need to think about new solutions outside of that system mm. and, and almost, you know, say, well, what if we, we have a blank page? You can't fix something that's already inherently broken. Mm. So, you know, we're having these conversations on aid, on collaboration, etc. Mm. But, you know, some, sometimes, you know, the problems are so deeply rooted that, you know, people are operating with different agendas. Politicians come with a mandate, want to be re-elected, etc. So, you know, there's so many things that make, um, you know, I would say our world complex mm. that um, 
and I'll be very blunt, another, another speech, mm-hmm. <laughs> another conference, another speech. You know, I'm grateful to be here, but at the same time. A talking session, just talking, yeah, talking. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can become yeah, that. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't really feel inspired by these conversations because I think, you know, there is a reality outside. Mm. Um, you know, I think solutions lie in the community and, and at that level, you know, it's very difficult, you know, to create those, uh, one, uh, one solution for everyone. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm a believer, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't believe in countries. If it was me, I would actually, uh, break countries. I would have no governments and mm. I would basically, you know, re-empower communities to organize themselves and solve their problems, you know, at that level. You know, everything I, f- I feel is available for us. Mm. Uh, and sometimes this macro, uh, decisions actually mm. benefit one, create more problems on this side, etc. Mm. Because there's not a one one size fits all. all. You know, with Yisrael, what um, would you like your legacy to be about? Well, I, I don't think in terms of legacy, you know, I what don't do have that type of ego, you know, yeah. I'm, not, uh, I'm not thinking, oh, you know, this is what I want to achieve in the world. To be quite honest, you know, for me, Swara is just a contribution. Mm. Uh, what matters to me is actually being the change I want to see. And when, when I, I say that, mm. it's not trying to uh, create things from the outside. You know, we are co-creators of our world. So the, the change actually starts from within. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in this lifetime, I'm actually able to change myself from within. Mm-hmm. I think that will be enough. <laughs> I'm not just trying to change other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, we have enough work with ourselves. You know, am I dealing with my own shortcomings? Am I dealing with my own fears? Am I dealing with my own lack of compassion, mm-hmm. of kindness, mm-hmm. of love, of all of these things? You Beautiful. Know, it starts there. And I think if you if you change uh, from within, if you shift from within, then you see the outer shift. You know what? I don't think it's a mistake that you named it because exactly what you're saying and how you express yourself and the words that are coming out of your mouth and the tangible things that I'm feeling, which is not tangible, is exactly your product. It's exactly the divine. Thank you. We're sharing love. We are. Sh- <laughs> can you feel it? <laughs> I can feel it. What did I want to ask you? I can talk to you for days and the weather. Isn't the setting perfect? It's beautiful. Oh, you said you had other projects you were working on. We love, you know what? As black females, we're always doing more than two, three things. Tell us what else you're doing. Absolutely. I have a platform, an online platform that provides courses, workshops, and also uh, not online uh, retreats, assisting people to on their self-realization journey. You're very in touch. I love that. I can feel that. I think we're in need of reconnection. Absolutely. Reconnection with ourselves, first of all. In a lot of time, we're disconnected with our own selves, reconnection with others. You know, not seeing that separation, me versus them, but, you know, and then also reconnection with our environment, you know. We're also damaging our environment. We're disconnected from nature, from animals, from all of that. So how do we become reconnected individuals? And I think that alignment is there. We find some kind of contentment and fulfillment. What is your definition of an entrepreneur? Well, I think an entrepreneur, you know, in a way, I I don't like boxes. Mm. I think... um, Boxes for me are also a shortcut to actually thinking deeper about the 
the reality of things. In a way, you know, I think many people are entrepreneurs. You know, it's not because you've started a business that mm. you've done this and that, that you're an entrepreneur. You know, there, there are many ways to be an entrepreneur. When uh-huh. I used to work for General Electric, I had a corporate career for 12 years. I was an intrapreneur. I was in a corporation. Absolutely, absolutely. but, but still of, doing your thing. Yeah, all the projects I was yeah. doing were new projects. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, so... You know, you can find that uh, creative uh, element anywhere. Element, uh, anywhere. Uh, I think correct, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe what sets apart an entrepreneur is that you you basically don't have a, a boss, <laughs> 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 which is which is great. <laughs> and and generally, we're trying to solve a problem. Absolutely. And and, and we're problem solvers. I get that. whether we manage to solve the problems or not. That is another. That, that's another. That's <laughs> where we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> We're crazy. I know. To think that I know that feeling. Really, <laughs> am I actually solving this problem? <laughs> and uh, and then you were asking me what else I do. So yes. I have this platform Shift Within, and then I'm an author of uh, spiritual books for children. I really love to read, and we encourage us to CEOs that are as entrepreneurs. We must read so we can learn and relearn or unlearn. What do you read? What book would you suggest for us to read and tell us about the spiritual books for kids well actually interestingly we're talking about books uh for on the 8th of september which is world literacy day yes uh, i'm organizing a big event which is called literacy is love and it's uh literacy and self-love for children where's that uh it's going to happen in johannesburg in the cradle of humankind at Nairo culture how, Park. how and is that venue guys future Please come, come with your children with your nephew you, your we'll nieces. diarize that, yeah. Um, and and I think there is something also empowering about uh, literacy, uh, and I think that link with self love. There is definitely a lot of bullying in the schools. A lot of children also with, I guess, images are are losing that self esteem, self confidence, and so it's a full day dedicated to that. What book would you recommend us to read? What has been your favorite book? What read? has been my favorite What's a good book? book? Whew, I read a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I read a lot. Uh, I like the power of now. It's a very, you know, people talk a lot about it, but I, you know, it's one the of my favorite. Eckhart Tolle. I love Eckhart yeah, Tolle. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do. So. Okay, that's, that's a <laughs> okay, reread so that, for me. It's yeah, lovely. No, it's, a, it's one that, um, you know, but other than that, for me, Kindle has been, uh, although I like holding the book, <laughs> yeah. but I, I like books so much that, you know, I can buy, you know, a book every two days. Wow. <laughs> and so Kindle is deadly for me. <laughs> Mentors. Who you're your, being your mentors on your business journey? I don't have a spiritual mentor. I don't believe in really? that at all. I think, you know, everything is in you. So yeah. uh, I think you just need to tap. I don't really believe in other people giving So mentorship directions. is not... No, I mean, interestingly, actually, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I've, I've, uh, I was doing, um, mentorship, you know, basically someone was winning mentorship through, uh, a media uh, magazine and won a mentorship, a year of mentorship with me. And so last week. How did you feel about that? Well, you know, I mean, I'm always open for mm. things. You know, I don't really ask myself too many questions. They've approached me. They mm. say, well, we've chosen you as one of the personalities. Uh, would you want to do that? I said, yes, with pleasure. And then they gave me a list of people I had to select. It was very difficult, but, I, you know, there was something that resonated in one of the profiles. Mm. And so I chose that one person. And last week we met for the first time. 
And so she, she, uh, actually we were supposed to meet on one on one in some venue. Uh, and then she was not available anymore. And she said, actually, I can't because I'm going to these, uh, maids, uh, uh, meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I actually asked her if I could come. And uh, she's a lawyer who on the side uh, has set up an organization to support domestic workers' rights. And so I went there and uh, I decided, okay, we were not going to do a mentoring session, but I just wanted to attend the session. And as I was listening to her and I was attending that session, a young girl, I thought, actually, I, I, you know, after I told her, I think you're going to mentor me. I'm not going to be your mentor. Um, the reason I'm sharing that and also doing a lot of work with children, small children, three years old, six years old, Mm. I find you learn so much from everyone, everything and everyone. I, I'm a firm believer that every person you encounter is a teacher of life for Mm. you. Mm-hmm. Every person, and then, including you guys. <laughs> um, what advice would you give just to when times are tough and the fear of the dream sometimes can get ahead of you, can be bigger than the actual dream? What would you say to them? Well, I would say, first of all, it's very important to be aligned. Uh, alignment is, is your grounding. And when uh, the boat is really rocky, when the storm is coming, it is very important to be grounded. And also to have, a, you know, and when I, uh, the alignment is not only about being grounded, but really understanding what makes you happy. Mm. It's very, very important also, I would say, for women in general or mm. people to know what is your definition of success. There is an outer perception of what success is, and sometimes it can be challenging to have another definition. And I think we need to have the confidence to say, well, actually, my definition of success is that, that. and it's not this. Uh, and this is how I want to live my life. I think it's important to, to take care, to be kind to yourself. Absolutely. I think too many times as we're women, so hard on ourselves. We are so I know, hard on I know. I'm, I'm, I, I admit that yeah. I'm bigger than that. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice that I received very early in my career at General Electric, I remember mm-hmm. one day I was just walking through uh, one of the corridors at the GE headquarters and uh, this one of the CEOs, the big CEOs, he actually came out, he saw me walking and he said, book uh, five minutes with me. Mm. with my assistant, mm. which I thought was, wow, okay. So then five minutes, I mean, and it was literally. And so I booked and it was very early in the morning, which is obviously very busy CEO. And I was just like, a, you know, a young, I had just started my career in corporate. Mm. And I went in his office for five minutes and his name uh, was Hart Art Harper. He's um, unfortunately passed away. And he said, he said three things. He said, one, Find what you're passionate about and pursue it. Mm-hmm. Second, he said, it's never about the the title, but about the skills that you acquire. Mm-hmm. And then he said, have fun. I love that. That was such a beautiful way to send a really authentic and pure and divine message to all our high potential black female entrepreneurs. Listen to the show. Yiswara, Swati Martin. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so and much. Energy and energy. I mean, <laughs> uh, we started off here and we're just in a very, very special place. This Power Woman feature is brought to you by the UK Department for International Trade. This is CliffCentral.com.